All right. Welcome, everybody, to this special episode of Books and Bourbon, known as the Happy Hour. This is a bonus episode because it'll be dropping on National Bourbon Day. And I thought, what better way to spend it than two fabulous women that enjoy bourbon themselves. So I had the lovely Dia here with me and also Dee. More people know you as Noxima on Twitter <laughs> or Dr. Ironclad for Dia. So <laughs> these lovely ladies decided to join me and talk everything bourbon. So how are you, ladies? Good. How are you? Good. Doing good. Hanging in there. Yes. <laughs> it's a lovely Sunday afternoon here, surprisingly, and it's not boiling hot yet. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Come on it's down to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hit up the hundreds this week. And I was like, it's June. It's Pride Month. That's homophobic. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Absolutely. <laughs> not being hot yet. It's ridiculously hot here. Yes. <laughs> so, so climate change is a hate crime, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> uh, so that's why I'm drinking some bourbon tonight. Uh, what What are y'all ladies drinking, having tonight with us? <laughs> So uh, I have a Woodford Reserve, which is more my price point. Um, yes. I have it mixed with a little bit of ginger ale. So that's how I like nice. my, my bourbon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I picked up a bottle of Jefferson's and uh, tonight I'm having an old fashioned, which Ooh, is my good choice. choice. Good choice. Jefferson's is really good. Mm-hmm. I know if it's to Woodford, but I think it tastes like soap. <laughs> For some reason, I, the, I love their double oaked. But the regular Woodford, I just, it's always tasted like soap to me. And I don't know. Wow. Why. <laughs> so it's kind of like cilantro. Yeah, exactly. Cilantro <laughs> I've had a few other people say that to me too. I was like, I don't know why. It's like their double oak tastes just fine to me. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Woodford but, makes a good mint julep. They do. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. Mint covers up the soap for me. So. <laughs> with the dawn taste <laughs> yes exactly i am drinking um evan williams it's it's a good it's not only like a 20 dollar bottle uh, evan williams 1783 their small batch um and it's it's really good it's a good everyday bourbon that i love and it's got it's got a little like i just said when i took a sip of it I forgot how it kind of got heat to it even though it's only 90 proof and it's a low rye one but um it's got a nice, I like it. It's caramelly, has a good oak smell to it, burnt charred oak to it. So yeah, yeah. So I do but have- coming hot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned, it probably didn't help that I also had spicy food earlier and I've learned bourbon will take on, like at least if it's not a spicy bourbon, if you have spicy food, it'll take on that spicy flavor for some reason. And I've also discovered if you have chocolate, this actually I learned on Woodford's uh, tour. If you have chocolate, it actually will tone it down a little. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, nice used, after I used to dinner. like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying like a nice after dinner. Yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to do that in the evenings with like a, a good piece of dark chocolate with like just a strong, one of the stronger bourbons. And it was just like, it would pull, like the bourbon's always, depending on the bourbon, most of them would pull out a cherry flavor to like something with this chocolate and bourbon combination. I really enjoy. I do too. It's a, maybe that's why I love bourbon balls so much, but (laughs) (laughs) those are always delicious for me. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, so what are some of your favorite recipes that you use with bourbon? Because I love to cook with bourbon. One of my favorite things to do. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but it's like bourbon bacon. Uh, apparently that's known as my specialty now for a lot of people. Bourbon fudge too is another one. So any, anybody cook with it as well? Now it's getting summertime too. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I would, I would not mind trying bourbon bacon. I think that would be more my speed, but like probably make it with like a cupcake or something. Oh yes. Mm. Like cook it and then make a cupcake out of it. I think that would be good. That would be really Get the good. chocolate in there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good combo. <laughs> I've made um apple apoglets or apple pies with um I'll, I'll I'll throw a little bourbon in with the apple cinnamon sugar min, uh, mixture and that's pretty good. Um and I have made there was some weird um Thanksgiving recipe for you added a little bourbon to your cranberry sauce. Oh, wasn't my favorite. 
but, <laughs> I feel like that would be a hard competing flavors together. A lot yeah. going on there. Yeah. <laughs> to cranberries and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what's a staple bourbon y'all have always on your collection that you have for yourself? Mine tastes like soap, so I don't want to say. <laughs> I, I still people enjoy it. I love yeah. that. <laughs> no, um, well, Firefly is is in my uh, town, so mm-hmm. Firefly Distillery. So they actually have their own bourbon ball um, drink, and I actually had it at at their uh, tasting event, which they give you a lot. And so that was something <laughs> that I thought was really really good. Um, you just have to make sure you eat before you go to the tasting. <laughs> <laughs> And they actually are giving up, well, not giving away, but they're actually selling um, their special uh, Firefly bourbon um, this this on today, actually. And so I'm going to try to go out there and get one. Um, but I have to work, so I have to try to figure out how I can <laughs> squeeze that in. But luckily, it's not too far away, so I can go get it. So right. hopefully I can get a bottle. <laughs> what about you, Dia? Uh, well, my go-to was uh, Buffalo Trace. And there's there's some issues with uh, the distribution down here in Florida. So we occasionally get bottles, um, and I will for a bit. Yeah, and and actually, it's just it's silly because there's you know some of the some of the um, liquor stores have a waiting list for Buffalo, and it was like that's what I used to mix with Coke. (laughs) Like it's not it's not something (laughs) special, but but that was my like sort of you know go to mixer and sipper. And now it's Jefferson's um, or I have been doing, um, I was doing bullet here and there, but um, yeah. try not to support them. Cause I think they, there was something about a gay daughter that they cut out of the will and all this stuff. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, like, <laughs> cancel really. Yeah. It's a whole story. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so Buffalo and answer, short answer. Buffalo, Buffalo if I can get it, Jefferson, Jefferson when it's when it's there. Well, hopefully it starts because we mm-hmm. we have the same issue. I mean, it, Buffalo Trace is literally 25 minutes away from me. And for those of show know that I work part-time in the liquor store part, and we couldn't even like we had to limit it to one per customer during the winter months this wow. last year. And uh, thankfully, hopefully we starting to get like six cases a week now. So it's slowly getting back. So hopefully it'll um, dissipate a little bit. Now it seems to be like Wild Turkey 101. We're like, we don't know why. <laughs> they never tell us these things. So why things are going wrong. But for me, um, my everyday actually was Buffalo Trace as well. And then it jumped to like $40 a bottle here. And I'm like, I moved here and it was 23. Mm. That's, yeah. So Inflation. I, <laughs> yeah, that definitely got inflated. And because it got so popular, like, during the pandemic, that was one of the things that Buffalo Trace took off. Like it was the one bourbon that everybody was drinking during the pandemic. Why? I mean, <laughs> it just seemed to be the one that everybody wanted. And, um, but now for me, it's, if it's not Silas Jones, which I mentioned on my first episode here, which if you can find that anywhere else, great bottle. Um, but also Four Roses, just their standard bourbon. It's good. It's, it hasn't gone up in price. It's not too sweet. It's got some good spice. So that's one of my favorites as well. It's always have a bottle of, I just yeah, realized I don't have a bottle of it <laughs> as I'm talking. And I was like, looked over my bourbon collection. I was like, well, damn, I don't even have one of those. <laughs> it's a good thing I work at a liquor store. <laughs> um, what is a bourbon that is on your guys' bucket list that you either have had or want to try again or never tried, but wish list? <laughs> I, I had stag that I, I had um, some some guys I used to work out with at the gym and they were they were collectors and we had a tasting one night and the stag that they had three different years of stag that we were oh, tasting yeah. across and um, that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know that I would ever drop that kind of cash on a bottle, but, <laughs> but it was nice to try it. <laughs> but you do. Um, I want to try Blandon so bad and maybe one day <laughs> I can get like a, I just want a tiny little bottle to myself, but yeah, that's <laughs> the one I've always had my eye on. And I, I just, maybe one day win the lottery or scratch off of something I can afford a bottle, but that's the, only, that's the one I've had my eye on for quite a while. So I remember seeing it, um, 
I think it was on the first John Wick movie. And I was like, that's not what I think it is, is it? And sure enough, it was. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I have that. So if you ever come to Kentucky, I'll let you have some. <laughs> I'm going to tell a little bit of a sad story about plans. Oh, <laughs> no. It's one of my favorites. But when before we knew that um, Kevin Spacey was a total creep, I loved House of Cards. And so I was yeah. like, oh, he drank Blanton's through the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get some of that. And then I bought a bottle and I was just like, look at me. I'm just like that. And then, you know, months later, it was like, oh, no, nobody wants to be like that. Nobody. <laughs> the, the bourbon's still good. Yes, it is a good bourbon. It is. You have to just create a new memory without... Oh yeah, that guy. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I see it a lot on Logmire, like when Henry is pouring special drinks for people. I always have noticed it's a bottle of Blanton's that he's pouring. So I was like, there. If you need another association, there it is. It's a little better show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of there's actually a Canadian Blanton's? Um, we actually got one bottle once, and it's same price, but it's got an elk on top of it. <gasps> And hmm. yeah, and it's a blue label. Blue label looks almost like the bottle and everything look damn near the same, but it has an elk on it on top. It comes from, it's a Canadian bourbon. Hmm. I was like, huh, I never even heard of it until we got it. <laughs> I want it. I want yes. it. Yes. <laughs> when yeah. I was in Paris, like I had to go to Paris for work once and we were, you know, just like walking by shops and stuff and looked into this liquor store and they had a bottle of, it was like European, you know, allocation of Blanton's. And it was like, I don't know, it would have ended up being about $60 American. Um, wow. And I was like, I'm going to come back and buy that and never made it back. <laughs> no. and I'm still, it did like six years and I'm like, oh, it, it, <laughs> just come back to that bottle. <laughs> there was the gold label that they would never sell in the States. That mm-hmm. was, they started a year ago, mm-hmm. um, started selling it. I, we have yet to get a bottle. I've never seen one in person, but I know it exists out there. <laughs> so I always wanted to try it too. I was like, is it different? Like, mm-hmm. is it the same? But <laughs> for me, um, I've had all of the pappies, but 23 year. And I would never once ever pay the bottle price of the bottle. Cause even the 15 year is a $500 bottle, but the 23 year I've always wanted, cause that's the one that I've always heard actually tastes good. Like, they all taste the ones I've had. They're good. I was like, I, I don't get the appeal to it. Yeah. Other than it's just because it's just high in demand. It's like it's, it's a good bourbon. Well, when's a good it? time to talk about the bourbon traders and what they did to the whole scene? Because that's really what ruined it for all all of us who just like you know we just want to enjoy some bourbon and a bottle of Pappies doesn't need to be two grand or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Because there is the guy that stole all that work. He worked at Buffalo Trace and stole all the like barrels of Blanton's and Pappy's. Mm -hmm. He will come into our store every once in a while and I want to stab him every time he does. Like all he buys now is Fireball. And but he likes to brag about who he was. And I was just like, you're a fucking moron. Please go away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's Buffalo Trace actually talks about that a lot, like how things have just and there's a lot of countries out of state, you know, out across the world that started like like Japan discovered bourbon in the 90s. And that's where a lot of the Blightons goes now <laughs> is that and um, they are building like a two billion dollar expansion of Buffalo Trace because they are trying to eliminate that issue but it's got a ways to go and I'm like if you can't even keep your trademark bourbon in I don't have much faith in you right now <laughs> isn't the hope that once they get that all opened up we're going to have better access to all of their brands and um the price should come down a little bit because supply and demand so yeah then we can afford that bottle of Blanton's <laughs> exactly exactly because it, it's it's 90 dollars right now and I was like it's stupid that is yeah I can get it still at Buffalo Trace for like $62 to 68, but I'm still like, that's a, still a little hot for me. <laughs> like, it, used to be 40. Like, it used to be like 45 bucks. And I was like, I don't know if I can spend $45. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's, there's, it's funny. It's just, and they talk about that at how everything just became like this drink and everything 
that everybody loves and remembers going in the 90s like with my dad I was like I've seen that Pappy's label all the time going into the liquor store there in Oregon and I was like you know when it got popular the 23 year was always one that was hard to find mm-hmm. and the Van Winkle one was always hard to find too but mm-hmm. there's still <laughs> you could still at least find the 10 year for 80 bucks <laughs> that's so high though I mean like if you're a casual you know bourbon drinker that's still kind of high yeah yeah that's what I kind of wanted with the the show is that's why you know some of them that I focus the $20 $15 bottles Mm -hmm. like we the one that we've had in the store that we actually now sell a case a week of it and we're hoping we're the only store that sells it so it doesn't go up in price because it is $15 Mm -hmm. a bottle wow it's and everybody's you know people will look at that and like well oh, that can't be good we don't tell them the price until they, we do a lot of tastings with it and like just taste it and there's bourbon it's like you're like oh that's a good bourbon that's a you know i'd pay f- up to 45 for a type of bourbon so <laughs> i i picked up um it's been a few i haven't seen it in a minute but um but i had a recommendation to try this bird dog um it was the bird dog seven year small batch and it was like 20 bucks. And the guy that was selling it to me was just like, I don't know what, what other, the, the high end is that, that comes out of their, their distillery. But he was like, it's like two years off from being the one that goes for the bottle that goes for like $80. Yeah. And it was very good for, and you know, I felt guilty mixing it because it tasted so good, but yeah. it was only 20 bucks. So those are okay to mix. Those are fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The high-end ones? No. <laughs> yeah. no. Exactly. I had a, I did have a Pappy's old-fashioned once and I felt like so guilty. Yeah. And I paid $35 for it. And I was like, this is the highest shot mixed drink I've ever paid for in my life. But I was like, mm, eh, it was mm-hmm. good. <laughs> um, what's a bourbon that you guys have had that has surprised you that was either in a good way or a bad way? Like one that you thought... Well, this should be really good, but it's not. Or, wow, I'm shocked by this one. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, tough question, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the one I had in Asheville. I um, went to visit one of my followers in Asheville um, for my birthday a couple of years ago. And he, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but like he told me and I was like, wow, really? It, this actually, it wasn't like top shelf or anything, but like it was still can't remember the name of it but anyway it was actually pretty delicious for yeah. the price and it wasn't an old-fashioned and so I said can I have another one just by itself and it was just so smooth and I I, I didn't you know I'm very picky about what I drink and what and yeah. I pair it with and yeah. I if I can remember the name I'll come back come back to me but I'm trying <laughs> to remember but it was actually like really good for no smooth and I was like dang this is really good right. some people have like that that back kick and, and hits you in the back of the throat and you're like yeah. mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> it's a little strong. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <so> aggressive. <laughs> if it burns, it means it's working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> business. The bourbon means business. Like, hey, I'm going to get you fucked up. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. Right, no, you're good. You can swear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had one, and it's, it, again, it's one I cannot remember the name of. We have this little liquor store. It's the same guy that re- recommended this one, too. Um, uh, but it had, like, a Western logo on the front of it, and it it had, like, four four aces or something. It was, like, a, yeah. a poker hand. And um, that one was $20 a bottle. And they had a rye and a bourbon that were both so good. for. And the guy was, like, don't don't judge it by the label because yeah. I was like that looks like it's going to give me a headache and right. he was like no 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 it's very good and uh um I I bought it until like I kept going in and buying it until they ran out and they never got it again so dang oh one and done thing but that, I'm gonna go that, look for it yeah I'm gonna look for it I said that that's yeah. one particular liquor store that they they're known for going in and buying out other people like say somebody goes in and they want um a store will go in and be like a barrel pick and if they don't follow through tommy the guy who owns this place will go in and just buy those up and then sell sell it for super cheap so that's how i got introduced to jefferson's years ago it was like 
really good, like maybe three tiers up on Jeff Jefferson's for like thirty forty dollars. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a little nugget here in Gainesville. Yes, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Like you know you you I've judged bourbons based off their looks of the bottle and the label, and that was actually one of the things with uh, the Evan Williams that I'm drinking. They it originally looked just like their regular Evan Williams, which is just a Jack Daniels standard shape bourbon mm-hmm. bottle. And they ended up changing the label on it, changing the shape of the bottle. And it actually started selling really well that way. And I was like, just like, huh, you know, same bourbon was this little, basically the same recipe they said. They just mm-hmm. changed the shape of the bottle. And I was like, well, that's kind of funny. Cause that's how a lot of us judged the Silas Jones. That was the $15 bottle one. It's like, cause it just looks like a plain old bottle label looks the same as you know Kentucky Gentleman which is like bottom shelf <laughs> as long as you can get just about <laughs> bourbon but and then I was like I'm starting to learn try not to <laughs> judge I it by judge. <laughs> I like when they do the marketing changes like, like you know what we're not selling enough bourbon what can we do to make this better and then so like someone will say oh you know they'll do test runs like oh it needs to be more appealing or it needs to be you know, it needs to be at a certain visual eye level when they go into the liquor store where it's at. And so they make those changes, which is, it's good. They actually listen to yeah. the consumer. So yeah. that's actually a good thing. Exactly. Um, think- that bottle, hold that bottle up again. Cause yeah. it looks to me, it looks like the really old, um, the bottles that they're, um, the old Forester that they're yes. do the trading for. Yeah. So it looks to me like what they did was went nostalgic and like, <laughs> Like just a couple of curves on the bottle and made it look like it was, you know. Yeah, cause it, to me, it looks like a bottle you see on like a Western style. Mm-hmm. Right. Old school, yep. rounded. Yeah. Um, They're trying to appeal to a certain demographic with that. If you're an old school bourbon drinker, that that would appeal to them, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny because Makers Mark is starting to do the same thing. Their uh, mm-hmm. 46 has always had one, a very different shape. And the label has always just had a big prominent 46 on it. And now the shape, but they still have, you know, the signature wax uh, top to it. Well, now the new 46 bottles look exactly the same as all the other Maker's Mark bottles. And the label is the same as all the other Maker Mark. It still says 46, but it changed it enough. And I was like, I don't know if they're just trying to stay uniform. Like people aren't picking it up. But I was like, one of the things I liked about the 46 is the different bottles. So I was like, mm-hmm. felt a little more special now. I feel like it's just the same. <laughs> so we got it in. We actually thought it was something special. We're like, um, there's what this is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owner of our store was like, I have no idea. So they looked it up and they're like, no, it's just the same bourbon. They just changed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can I can tell a shopping by bottle story. Um Again, yeah. another another work trip. Uh, had to, I had to go to Ireland, and uh, <laughs> I need to work where you work at. Cause I, right? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, on the way out. I I'm pretty sure we were tipsy on the way because we were like prepping for our very long flight and went into the duty free. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy this. And then I looked over and there was this like Irish whiskey that had a wizard on it <laughs> and it was just like a wizard with his arms out and there was like stuff going on I was like "Ooh, there's a wizard and I like picked that thing up and I got it home and I was like I have no idea why I bought this bottle but the wizard said buy me, buy me. Well. <laughs> I was enchanted <laughs> yeah and there are bourbons that'll do that like I'm gonna get trouble for this but Lexington bourbon which is not good bourbon at all Ooh. it's not it's bad um what makes it bad it just doesn't taste very good like it tastes like cheap bourbon like the 15 dollars bottle tastes better than this bourbon does but the label on it is gorgeous it's got the it, you know you're in kentucky horse country so it has this big beautiful horse painted on it and it, i you're paying for one the picture of the horse and the name lexington on it because i feel that that mm-hmm. and it's expensive like when people bring it up i'm like are you buying it because you actually do like it? You tasted it before, or are you buying it for the label? I'm like, oh, we like it. We thought it looked pretty. And I'm like, are you a bourbon fan? Because <laughs> if you are, I'm going to steer you the other way. If you want it just for the label, go for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some that, but it was one that, I, like, 
when I tried it, I was like, God did something. I was like, oh, that's pretty. That's good. That's really good. And I was like, oh no, that's not good at all. Exactly. When people bring it into the store, it's just like, I, and another one that we tasted this, it came out this last winter time. Um, and it was Woodford's one of their special releases. They have a five malted uh, release, special release. And it's, it's way overpriced. But our boss ended up like we got a case and a half of it. And we're like, well, okay, we'll give it a try to see what it's like. Um, well, it tastes like malt balls, like the Whoppers. Like it's very malty. Like there's a little bit of chocolate at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, how the hell are we going to try to fill this crap? Because <laughs> that's some, I was like, I asked Mark people. It down. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what we're trying to. Um, we've somehow mm-hmm. ended up just with one bottle because there are people out there that buy because it it's part of a collection mm-hmm. that they do um, that they release and there are those out there that just they buy it for just the bottle mm-hmm. just to have it in their collection I was just like that's never going to go up in price because it's not good no. it's not a good bourbon like if somebody ever wants to try and crack that open I was just like it's like drinking a bad beer <laughs> just mm-hmm. sad <laughs> and you're paying 200 to 300 dollars for it no <laughs> No, no, I'd rather buy Blue Run or something for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing how it's bad. Like somebody once came in and told us, so Makers does special uh, Derby, which I wish I had a bottle of. Mm. Um, They're beautiful bottles. Every year they do a special Derby one, both for Keeneland and the Kentucky Derby. And like this one was a hand-painted one and but somebody once says they bought one of those thought I'll give it a try see what it tastes like she's like I've never had bourbon taste so bad she's like I don't know if they just like took a bunch of stuff and just threw it at the bottom because <laughs> nobody would drink it <laughs> and they're like does anybody ever test these bourbons before they go out because literally no. bottom of the barrel bourbon <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it is and we actually got one of those in this week but I, because uh, New Riff is a new bourbon distillery. They bought out OKI, which was a really good bourbon. Um, and we got it, we randomly got, we saw this box come in and it said OKI. And I'm like, did they just have an old box? And New Riff was just trying to get rid of it. And we opened it up and it actually was OKI. But we looked at the back of the label. It's nine different bourbons <laughs> mixed <laughs> into this bottle. Oh and we're God. like, I feel like they just went through the distillery and pour it in just to see what would work. <laughs> yep, the Long Island them. bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had one of those that was, it was a blend was the Rowan, Rowan's Creek. Rowan's Creek. Creek. Yes. And yeah, that's another one. The first time I got it, it was $26. Now yep. it's like 50, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but it, it was just a really nice mix of, I remember that one having like a really nice vanilla, um, like a hint of vanilla in it yeah uh, and it didn't it didn't it was a higher proof and it didn't burn going down if I recall yeah yeah that's um I'm not a like a huge fan of rye with like rye bourbons whiskeys um a little too much heat for me but Castle and Key has this phenomenal one it's called Restoration and it's it's a high rye but it tastes so good so good um speaking of maybe i should give a little quick history lesson for people um i've talked about this realized i was like for those that are new to bourbon um what and everybody there's always that running joke in kentucky it's not bourbon if it's um not kentucky bourbon is that a joke it is a running joke joke. (laughs) yeah they not so much a joke anymore it's it's true to life for a lot of kentuckians um like you can't call it bourbon if it's not in kentucky but truly actually the guy buffalo trace says he's like i never told you all this but it's the mash bill on it so um which is you know for it to be a of bourbon has to be 51 percent corn and the remainder rye and barley or in, or wheat, which some, you know, some wheated uh, bourbons are pretty good. Rice, you know, the higher the rye, the more spicier it usually is gonna be for a lot of people out there. So for those that aren't familiar, that's what we're talking about when we talk about rye and wheat and barley and them. And another thing that actually makes it bourbon specifically is it has to be 
a new charred American um, oak barrels. Because there are a lot of bourbons out there that are now whisk called whiskey. They end up being whiskey because they end up finishing in another cask. They start off in a bourbon cask barrel, but then they finish it in, um, you know, wine barrels has become super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a one that I did recently try that's done in Oregon Pinot Noir, which is fabulous that you can very, you can taste a little bit of the grape flavor to it at the end. Um, but yeah, it now it's has to be distilled at 160 proof, but it can't be higher um, than 125 proof and not lower than 80 to be considered a bourbon. So yeah, little history lesson for everybody. Oh, for- <laughs> Yes. And the more, the more spice to it with the, when you get closer to a rye, the, the, that works very well in Manhattan's, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And old fashioned. That's actually what it calls for in the recipe, but yeah, but <laughs> I usually use whatever I have. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> whatever tastes good and is affordable that you can easily mix. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite mix to ever use? It's like sugar grabbing a bourbon drink you're like you know what a bourbon drink what do you prefer to mix it with For me it's always ginger ale or ginger I like ginger beer ginger ale ginger ale <laughs> ginger, yeah ginger beer is uh I get it yeah yeah it depends on the, the ginger ale or ginger beer you're mixing it with sure. me I am I since I was a little kid I've always liked Canada Dry because it reminds me of my Nana. <laughs> Homesick from school. You know, you get your chicken soup and your crackers and your ginger ale. Yes. And so um, I just did that because that's what I had. And I just kind of stuck with it. And then I did mix it with ginger beer, which I like too. But I mean, they only have it in the little tiny little cans at the store. And it's super expensive for like four cans. And I'm like, yeah. I'll just get a bottle of Canada Dry. It's $1.50. <laughs> just mix I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> And only Canada Dry. We don't have burners down here, so I can't use that. I wish I could, but um, yeah, that's what I normally mix it with if if I do mix it. Yeah. If you have a fresh market for the whole month of whatever this June, where are we in time? Yeah. We have uh, Fever Trees on sale for like it's something like two ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad. For four. Fever Trees. And I was like, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just take them all. Yeah. <laughs> I only saw the Q brand. That's the only brand I'm able to catch. If I do oh. see Fever Tree, it's always gone. Especially yeah. at the Target by me, Fever Tree is always gone. So Q is buy one, buy one, get one half off at CVS. Okay. I'm from the Midwest originally. And <laughs> we are, we, we like have a running like tally of deals in our head. Like we will tell everyone about how much money we save on shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you're in the Kentucky area, LA is also really good with bourbon. Uh, we call it the trailer trash drink. <laughs> it is. It's what it's called. So I don't know why, but it's called the trailer trash. <laughs> that was like, oh God. <laughs> it's cheap bourbon and oh hell <laughs> But oh, it's like that. It's a good drink. Lemonade too. I think I got. I've gotten a few people on the lemonade. It's, it's, the tartness works really well, and it's good summer. Like it's very refreshing. Be careful yeah. with it. Because it'll hit you hard. You don't really use like fresh lemonade or you like a certain brand or I'll use simply, simply lemonade or or fresh if I am doing it fresh. Um, because those aren't usually as sweet. I'm not a huge sweet lemonade person. I like sweet tea, which actually uh 1792 mixes really good with sweet tea here. So that is that's another one of my favorite bourbons, 1792, that it's it's still in the under $30 <laughs> range. Pretty, re- pretty reliable. Uh, yeah. 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 They haven't moved yet, thankfully. Um, does anybody remember the first bourbon that they had? They're like, well, this is what I want to start drinking. Like anybody who remembers that first bourbon that they had? <laughs> um, I don't remember the brand because somebody actually bought the drink for me. Um, I was working uh, for a large company that does two-day delivery I'm not going to say the name <laughs> and so we were working um seven to eleven so a lot of us would go out afterwards and uh get drinks and we went to like buffalo wild wings or something like that and um i was going to get like a regular margarita just something basic basic bitch drink and so um he was like you need to try something different i was like, okay you know what do you he's like i'm, I'm gonna get you a, a bourbon i was like what <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't 
drink I don't drink brown liquor at the time I did not and so he was like trust me trust me you'll like it you'll like it yeah and so he he brings it to the table and I'm like oh wow this is actually not bad you know just with ice and he goes no try it with ginger ale and so he it, and I was like I like this now mind you it's like midnight first first bourbon and ginger ale I had I was I guess I can't say it was because of the bourbon and ginger ale Maybe it could have been the you know ten hour shift I just worked. Whatever. But I was so <laughs> sleepy after. I was like, I need to go home. I'm tired. You know. Like, so, so yeah, I, I did like it. It was actually really smooth. I, I cannot tell you what brand it was because you know yeah. somebody bought it for me. But I thank that person for introducing me to bourbon, and that was like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And I I, I just loved it ever since. Um. So I I do at least try one, depending on how hard my day is at work. You know, I definitely will do. Just regular bourbon and ice because it's been a long day. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that that was my first bourbon story. I wish I knew what brand it was, but I ended up falling in love with uh, Woodford like most recently because my brother introduced it to me like two years ago. And that's just kind of like what I, like I'll try other ones, but I've always, I always go back to that one. Yeah. And then uh, I think the second one I tried ever was Knob Creek brand. And mm. I know that's like El Cheapo, whatever, Not but it's really? like, uh -oh. like $40 that's a bottle. Great. No, Depending no, on whose budget it. we're talking about. Yeah. But Knob um, <laughs> Creek is another one that I like too, if it is available. Um, but a lot of um, the liquor stores here in South Carolina, they've just been out of a lot of bourbons too. And so it's been kind of hard to try something different because when I do want to try it, it's not available. So I'll try to remember to go back and, and get something different each time. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I'm thinking about my, my first experience experience where I enjoyed bourbon was with those same boys that I was working out with at the gym. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the guys was a, he was a bourbon, he became a bourbon trader and we've had words about that, but, um, <laughs> but the night that we did the um, stag, it was the, the tasting, the stag tasting, that was like, okay, I could get into this, but it was too hot. Like nothing yeah. was like iced. It was just straight up. And then uh, this guy, James and I went to a conference together and he was like, just order an old fashioned. I think you're going to enjoy it. And so actually I ordered a Woodford. I got Woodford, uh, a Woodford old fashioned and um, proceeded to have three that night. <laughs> Had a great time. Yes. Um, uh, and and so he sort of coached me into um uh you know sort of what do you like, what flavors, what notes, how to do it affordably, how to do it when you want to splurge, um, that kind of stuff. So I feel like I was kind of mentored into it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I think I it's the best way someone yeah. kind of got shows you the light. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I would have bought something that was a beautiful label and tasted <laughs> like shit. So <laughs> and you wouldn't know any better. You? It's a wizard. There's a wizard on the label. There's a wizard on it. Yes. It's a pretty oh. horsey. Oh, yeah. I, totally. I totally would have been that one. Like, oh, yep. so pretty. That's actually how I think I'm pretty sure I bought Maker's Mark for the first time. That's <laughs> like, yeah, cool bottle. Um, oh yeah, there's wax, wax on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've all done it, apparently. Yes, totally. Yeah, yes. And actually, I think it was makers that, which is a good starting bourbon for anybody that wants to start out in bourbon. If you don't want it too hot, because or you know, bourbon can tend to see like makers. Like I don't even touch regular makers anymore unless I'm cooking. It is. My, I keep a bottle in my spice cabinet now instead of on my liquor cabinet because I cook with it because so it is so sweet but it's a good starting good starting bourbon and I was like this isn't bad and it was the one that I was able to actually drink straight it's like I mean mm -hmm. I grew up drinking with my dad loving rums and tequilas and he was never very much into bourbon so whiskey's like Pendleton was probably the fanciest bottle we would ever have which is a Canadian whiskey that our friend's fishing partner would drink and that's you know <laughs> gotten a lot of drunkenness off of that one but I was just like that's what I remember when I first like I was like I didn't know what the difference between bourbon and whiskey was I was like that's the same damn thing <laughs> kind of <laughs> not really <laughs> and oh my god sit down with a with a taste of Canadian whiskey a taste of Irish whiskey a taste of scotch and a taste of bourbon yeah and you'll be like wow yeah I used to like Canadian whiskey now I'm like 
Oh no! Wow, I can't. Yeah, it kicks you in the chest. Seven, seven, <laughs> no, me, it does. You. <laughs> yeah, like Crown Royal, and people are just like, "Oh, I love that crown." I'm like, "Nope." Mm-mm. You Keep only buy that back. for the bag, so you have something to put your change in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love collecting those bags. Yes. <laughs> I will say that Blanton's comes in a bag, doesn't it? it? Does yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah. We get most of ours in the box, and they come in a bag, and <laughs> it's not as like pretty. Purse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ruined my poor friend's life with the Crown Royal bag. Because he, well, he's colorblind, but his face, he, the only colors he can see are like blues in that range. For the longest time, he thought Crown Royal um, bags were blue, like, you know, UK colors, blue and silver, but they're gold and purple. And I told him that this Christmas, he's putting up a Crown Royal uh, <laughs> wreath. And I was like, well, that's pretty purple wreath. And he's like, that's not, that's purple. not purple. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He's like, Oh, I only used to buy Crown Royal because I thought it was blue and I had all these bags. I was like, nobody told you. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody I left him in ignorance. Why did yeah, you? I really <laughs> should. I Why he still hangs out with me, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, any bourbons anybody knows of that are releasing that are you're looking forward to? I know you, you have the Firefly that comes out on Tuesday, hopefully. <laughs> yes. So, uh, that's the one I'm, I'm, crossing titties and toes and yes. things that I can't <laughs> I really I deserve <laughs> you put it out into the world if anybody yes. gets the bottle and decant send it to her you if deserve I it get it I'm gonna get my brother to go get it because he's he's out now he's a teacher so you know he's, he's <laughs> off for the summer he can go get it <laughs> tell him fight for his life for it <laughs> yeah. I'm out of the loop on releases so yeah nothing <laughs> yeah um a friend just told me about one like uh uncle nestor no uncle nearest, uncle nearest? I call uncle nestor. Yes. dirty <laughs> yeah <laughs> uncle nearest <laughs> um which is phenomenal bourbon in its own um but it's actually so what jack daniels is really actually kind of based off of is the this recipe was from an actual slave they didn't know his name they just called him uncle nearest and it's his recipe they found again and uh, the original the first releases that they've had apparently they are mixes that they've done with a couple of the bourbons that they've mixed together with this one that is coming out uh, very soon is their very first mix of their all all their own distilled bourbon so i'm really excited it's a phenom- phenomenal it's the ceo beautiful black woman that owns it's um the master distiller is a black woman as well so it's a really cool really cool like I anytime I ever find a bottle I'm always getting it and it's worth because it's a $50 bottle it's high up it's spending but I was like it's worth it <laughs> they're coming out so with the one so I'm gonna get like the the regular one and then yes. I'm gonna try to get the new one because yeah. I did find one store maybe 30 minutes from me that still has a few bottles left yeah. No blend, so like I'm gonna grab that and then I'll get the new blend too. Yeah, so. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. The original, the first two bottles because they had the 1864 and then I can't remember what other date. There were two different ones. There was a white label and a brown label that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, the white label was a little calmer, a little milder taste mm-hmm. to it. Um, though both were really good. And um, brown label, I think it actually has really it's it's spicy. That's why you expect because actually it's the, like 110 proof, I think, on it. So it, it had some highness to it. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't taste it. Not. So that's a little dangerous in the sense. I was like, well, that goes down easily. That shouldn't, but. Yeah. <laughs> but they're good. You can't do just one. No. Really no. The, do you remember the Kamala Harris? They had the Kamala Harris. Um, the I'm, I just pulled it up on my computer. Yes. Um, and the- I was. I think they called it just Madam. Madam, yeah. Yes. I was going to buy it, and then I just, like, didn't, 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 and I don't know if you can still get a bottle. Yeah. You can still order from them. Um, They're trying to get it back in stock again because it was so popular, but I think they're going to do another release. Um, Oh, but I was under the impression that Kamala Harris was not in popular. Right? You're out of my head, Dia, because I was just thinking, (laughs) I said, but apparently she's unpopular. 
popular. <laughs> all the shit always sells out. How is that possible? It's so weird. Right? Anomaly. <laughs> yeah. The Converse the, the, sold out the minute, that day that she was announced, like, Converse yeah. sold, like, Stuff was selling like hot dollars and shit. Exactly. But we don't like her. She's yeah. just, nah, you know, fill, fill in, seat filler. Yep, exactly. No, but she's a problem. Problem. Remember, she's a problem. Remember, she's a problem. She's a problem. She's yeah. In, in her, yeah. The that distillery, though, I looked it up because um, I was actually gonna try to see if I could get something else. A lot of the, um, it's a very LGBTQ plus friendly distillery, mm-hmm. and it's mostly women owned, which is awesome, which I love because mm-hmm. I like it's a rare thing to find anymore. Um, the female distillers. You know, it's such a male dominated world anymore but they're starting to get like that was one of the reasons me starting this podcast is like i need more women voices i found none when i looked for research about bourbon <laughs> podcasts i was like there is not a single female that i can find that talks about it so <laughs> yeah no it's a bro it's bro culture for sure yes i would i would um i, I guess at this point like to bring up like i i used, used to kind of still i need to update my equipment do homebrewing of beer and when I started homebrewing in 2000 and gosh it was like 2008 Mm -hmm. uh, I would go into homebrewing supply stores and get ignored or talked down to and I'm like "Mm." and then when I moved here in 2013 I went into our local homebrew store and I'm I'm like kind of looking around and this guy at one point came up to me and asked me do you even know what you're looking for and I was like bitch I've been grouping for like 11 years or whatever and uh you know we kind of got into it and um I have noticed that the homebrew culture has really and, and the the professional brewing culture for beer has really um grown for women um one of my besties from undergrad she was a teacher for years in San Francisco she was a home brewer she entered a contest she won the statewide contest and then um, the, this brewery made her beer recipe and Anchor Steam offered her a job. Nice. Knew, wow. Only training at home to be the first master brewer, you know, for, for, for Anchor Steam. And now she's moved on and she's like in leadership and brewing at, at, a, at a smaller brewery, yeah. but with more creative control. But it's like, she's in the being pink boots society which is a brewing group for women and i think that they've really elevated um women in the industry yeah and similarly i have a one of the women in the lab where i work um she's studying climate change and coffee and how to make sure we make sure coffee still has the same flavor as as temperatures and you know rain all that changes with climate change um, which we've already established as a hate crime, <laughs> but um, but yeah. I, I was talking to her. She was like, "Yeah, there's so much sexism and you know just shitty culture in in coffee roasting." Because she was a coffee roaster in Maine, and it was like, "Do you guys have anything like a Pink Boot Society for coffee roasters?" Now I'm wondering if we need to get something going like that for the distillers as well. Yeah, um, just yeah. to even shit out. Yeah, that. Um... Fawn Weaver, actually, is who is the CEO and founder of Uncle Nearest. She is putting together, uh, specifically for Black women and Black people in general, the Black culture to be more involved in um, distilling itself because it is such, you know, Southern, you know, yeah, it has its roots in Kentucky as well, but it's, you know, distillers all over the South for moonshine and everything mm-hmm. else that is like it's so back related to slavery that there's so much connection to that and just the growing of the corn and the barley the wheat and everything that's so she's starting a program uh, you know specifically to get more uh black community involved in distillery and especially black women because she really wants to see that grow for it's a great opportunity because you know I don't think bourbon's really going to stop being popular anytime oh. soon. <laughs> I would be interested in that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the process of a career change 
crisis <laughs> right now. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I would seriously be involved in that. I would. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. I'll see if I can. I read that article that I did, and I meant to print it off, but I will save it, find it again, and send the it. Ceiling, the ceiling looks really interesting. It's to nice. me. Like I, I looked into trying to do a little home thing here. And it was like, oh, I don't know, you might make somebody yeah. go blind if you don't <laughs> you pull the heads and tails because there's like, you know, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> but it's very interesting to, to the, the whole process and watching it cook and all. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I used to watch that Moonshiner <laughs> show that they had the bootleg and then, you know, it, the whole process. I was like, that's such a cool mm-hmm. process of how it's done. And, um, you know, and I've, you know, but I looked up the history of bourbon in itself that yeah, the Native Americans to thank for that because they were growing corn. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were the, obviously the originator because that's the main <laughs> ingredient for bourbon is corn. And I was like, yeah. whoever thought like the first time that ever came about, like how <laughs> this whole process, you, I've, you know, that's the type of thing that I've always, the history nerd in me has always been interested is like, what was the first time somebody thought fermented corn is going to make some great liquor out of it or something? Or <laughs> you would like to thank that person. Yes, I would. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Vice President Harris, I I just remembered that somebody actually um, did have a cocktail um, named after her. Um, so it's uh, two. Oh, let me pull back up. So it's two <laughs> ounces of Russell's Reserve Bourbon. Ooh, which is good. Uh, half an ounce of St. George spice pear, Ooh. one fourth an ounce of St. George coffee liqueur, and Ooh. a pinch of brown sugar. Well, that sounds phenomenal. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hmm. huh. I might have to try that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's pretty good. laughs> yes. Yes. So have a Reverend cocktail night and just and then you can pour into a chocolate salt rim glass with ice. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would drink that. I would. I that would. sounds like that would be several of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Now I kind of mm. that's too hot. That's so we just talked about like women and you know women women in working in the industry, but I'm just curious. I'm going to flip this. Sorry, I'm going to ask a question. Go for it. Go for it. Please do. I guess. Yeah. But, um, but have you, either of you dealt with being treated like, you know, shit for like a woman for going in and wanting to buy bourbon or whiskey or something that was sort of like, sort of branded as male or masculine. And um, I'm just curious if other people have, have felt that other women have felt the same thing because you know I'll just put it in the context I went in for to a liquor store and they were doing a bourbon tasting and I watched him give straight shot bourbon taste to the men and when I walked up he started to put coke in mine I was like what are you doing and he was like oh well I thought you would want it with coke and I'm like why would you assume that yeah I'm coming here I'm walking up to you because I want to taste this bourbon so um, that that's just sort of like an example of some of the shit that I've had to deal with as you know someone who enjoys bourbon and happens to have you know lady parts. Yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, yeah, actually, I have both as a seller of bourbon mm-hmm. and as a taster. Like I know I have noticed when I've gone to some of the bigger stores and they try to st- they think oh she doesn't know anything about bourbon so we'll sell her the more expensive stuff because we you know surely she can. She doesn't really know what she's doing, so we could upsell her own type of stuff and direct it. Or like, well, you're not gonna like it spicy, so we won't like this. And like, you know, well, we're gonna go with the sweeter. And I was like, why would I? Why would you assume I automatically wanted the sweets? And you were little. Yeah, it's like yeah. And I was like, I might be little, but I can take some heat. <laughs> I I like it spicy. I know enough about bourbon that I can go for a higher heat. But the same thing as selling it. Like I've had. Uh, there's two male coworkers that I work with predominantly and loosely they're been some of the more obnoxious bro type bourbon drinkers come in that's who they steer towards first like like I don't know anything what I'm talking about when it comes to bourbon yeah, and, um, and on the other end I've also noticed women will do that too and I was just like what the hell 
I know about Marvin. Actually, I know, you know, my coworkers, like she probably knows more than me at this point because <laughs> she actually goes out and samples it. And she's like, she's going to be a better sale. But yeah, I have noticed there's some sexism. That's just something I've always done. I'm a fly fisher for my biggest passion growing up. So that's walking into that a, as a lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? I walked, I walked into a sports store with $300 in cash once wanting to spend stuff on fly tying gear and getting some new equipment. I stood there in that section for 15 minutes while one guy went to everybody else. that was all male. So I left that. I walked out the store. I saw the manager. I was like, I showed him my money. You just lost a nice, lovely sale to your store because your attendant back there is a fucktard, <laughs> misogynistic dick and walked out and went to a different store. And they were glad to take my money at the next store. But like the guy was just like, he tried to apologize. And I was like, I've been here before. I, mm, this is the worst I've ever been treated. So <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And I was like, notice that the same thing. Male dominated bourbon industry. People think that only men drink bourbon. It's like, no, I know more women anymore that drink bourbon than men. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. I mean, it's happened to me before. Um, there's this uh, place uh, used to be downtown Charleston. I, they might still be there. I'm not sure. But it's like they sold um, cigars and cigarillos. And when I used to smoke, I used to get like the cigarillos and I would, you know, smoke while, and I was a casual smoker um, with my um, bourbon. Yeah. And so I go in there and then the guy, I was like, Hey, I'm looking for something, you know, specific, you know, the cigarillo that I liked. And um, he was like, you don't look like you smoke. And I'm like, well, I do. <laughs> I'm a casual <laughs> smoker, but I do. And he goes, nah, that's not for you. You don't, you don't need to smoke. And I'm like, sir, you, you are selling a product that I want you. So you're turning down my money because yeah. I don't appear to be a smoker. Do you understand? <laughs> like, you don't make sense to me right now. He, right? he refused <laughs> to sell to me. And I was like, well, okay, you lost money because I would have bought, I would have spent some money because I, I do, you know, I had it like that back then. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's happened to me before at in stores like that, um, liquor stores. There's one specific store I refuse to go to ever again because I'll go there looking for something different each time and I'll spend money on, you know, good liquor. And so I went to the store, this like a one-off liquor store that I went there once, never returned. And I'm a firm believer in if you are not going to give me good customer service, I will not patronize you ever again. And I will let other people know not to buy from you. Yeah. And so I went in there looking for a specific alcohol. I can't remember what it was, but he's like, no, you don't need that. You can get this. And it was like some bottom of the barrel shit that I did not ask for. I said, no, that's not what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And he kept trying to steer me away to like, and you can tell it was trash. And I was like, no, I don't want that. And so I left and I was like, I don't understand why I can't get what I want. I was like, if you have it, you have it, sell it to me. But if you don't, that's didn't say you don't have it. And then find something comparable to what I'm looking for. Don't give me the bottom shelf shit. I didn't ask for that. Yeah. If I wanted bottom shelf, I would have literally gone to the bottom shelf and grabbed it. <laughs> and so yeah. um, it, it happens more than you know. And I, I really hate that. It's like, oh, that's for girls or that's for boys. Mm -hmm. I hate that shit. Like, just yeah. sell me what I'm asking for. And if I don't like it, then that's on me. I've already paid the money for it. But like some people, especially men, like they really try to drive like, oh, that's not for you. Oh, you wouldn't like that. You know, it, it's giving Vivian at that store, you know, pretty woman like, oh, it's very expensive. You wouldn't yeah. want that. Like I, I have money. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's so bizarre that that guy would like put you to the bottom shelf when you're like, I literally was just asking for a bottle that costs twice as much money. Yeah. Right. So wouldn't you try to get the same amount of money with a different bottle? Yeah. In the same yeah. sort of tier. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you provided excellent customer service, I would come back to you again and buy from you. Like I'm a very sure. loyal customer. So yeah. now you lost business and you lost potential future business with somebody else because I did put them on blast on the review and I yeah, did become a Karen that day, but whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Times when it's warranted. Yeah. For, for fun, just go back and look at your Yelp reviews from like 10 years ago because I did that recently and I was like, oh, I was very upset about something that is very small. Yeah, I, I was I was very inconvenienced and I made a big deal out of it. Why wouldn't you? Now we just blast these bitches on Twitter and it's yes. like, I got, I got on, uh, it was like Everly Well testing. Like I got an Everly Well test. It was like, 
you know, you're, this blah, blah, blah is very high. And so I went to the doctor to get it checked. And the doctor was like, don't fucking do those tests. That shit is not, not accurate. And yeah. I was like, oh, so I spent like all this money on testing to kind of confirm that I wasn't, it was like a, um, it was some hormone test. Yeah. And uh, um, I put on the thing, do not on Twitter, do not get these tests. Do not do it. This is what, this is the hormone expert at university of Florida's, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, Everly well came back and was like, could you please join us in our DMS <laughs> to discuss this? We would like to, and I was like, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not going to take this private. <laughs> oh. So it's like They're very, very easy to get them now. Yeah. These companies are like very responsive on Twitter. Like they're very, oh, yeah. um, like they pay attention. I think I blasted uh, Moe's one time and I, I used to love Moe's. I don't like them anymore, but um, I think it was, uh, my boss had bought a bunch of Moe's for us for Cinco de Mayo or whatever. Cause it, you know, it was just easy lunch. And we ordered our food like that morning of, and then we went to go pick it up at the time they told us and wasn't ready. And so we had to wait another hour and that's lunch. And I understand it's lunch rush, but like we did call ahead, you would think. And so I just randomly at my desk at work, I just said, Moe's, da, 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 you know, it was on my old account. And uh, next thing I know, Moe's DM'd me and I was like, oh crap, you know, and they were like, we are so sorry, Noxzema. Um, is there anything <laughs> we can do to fix this? And I was like, my boss was very upset (laughs) and I just like went into it and they gave us like a hundred dollar gift card and I was like wow you know and so I you know I I was honest I gave it to my boss I said hey you know they wanted to make good on uh you know screwing over our order he was like okay if we order we're going to order from the one across town not that (laughs) and I was like smart (laughs) I made a snide comment about Jack Daniels once on Twitter many years ago and they got to me it's like could you please stick this out this is not who we are i'm like i I, but but all i said was your jack like it was like my growing up college white trash party drink that we had and they didn't appreciate being associated with white trash i was like it is not part of our view the shoe fits yeah (laughs) walk on (laughs) most of the people that drink you drink like okay, then you part of say that about their top shelf Jack Daniels. Yeah, like, Double Jack is fantastic. Is. Yeah, right. but yeah. everyday Jack Daniels is college Jack age. Daniels is like, yeah, it's right God. It, it they should have sent you a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I think I'm buzzed. Yes, yeah, same. Oh, I, I, I just look at my face. I was like, it's redder. Than it was when we started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. oh, well, ladies, this was fun. This was absolutely fun. <laughs> Anything yeah, else? Yes, I've ever yeah. drunk. <laughs> a little tipsy, a little mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> oh, well, this was, I, I really appreciate y'all joining us, and um, we will have cheers on Tuesday for <laughs> actual National Bourbon Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's every day in Kentucky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never thought I'd end up in Kentucky drinking bourbon, but here I am. Here you are. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Oh, again. Do you, wanna, you. do you want to know what we said about Kentucky every yes, time we went I'm Kentucky from Ohio? We would go over the bridge and go, blue grass, blue ass, more like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time. Dang it. Every time. <laughs> And I lived in Cincinnati, so it was like a lot. Yes, yeah, that's that's the same crossed over a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But either of you are ever near here, you're always welcome. We will hit up some distilleries because that is my plus of living here is <laughs> surrounded by distilleries. 100. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if y'all are ever in South Carolina, we have plenty of beer distilleries too. I know it's bourbon yeah. podcast, but we have plenty of distilleries here. So definitely. Uh, well, Firefly is one of my favorites. I have. I completely almost forgot about it, but I loved their uh, their sweet tea vodka. Yes. yes. <laughs> sweet tea one and the lemonade. Um, yeah. Oh my God. You mix that with some Simply and 
simply yes. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even make it over to South Carolina. And what what I'll say about Florida, don't come here. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very scary right, right now. Yeah. It's scary. Come for any time. Florida in prayer. Yep. Uplifting in prayer. Please, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yes. South Carolina is the same way. Like we 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 are pretty much little cousins of Florida right now. Like yeah, it's, Kentucky too. Like we're all just a bunch of hot messes out here. God bless. Yeah. God, <laughs> Georgia. We gotta we gotta God bless. We all meet in Georgia and go drinking there. Georgia seems a little bit safer, but yeah, yeah. Still has issues. <laughs> I got some family there that I don't want to mess with ever again. Yeah, it's the South in general. Like we, yeah. we need help. <laughs> we do. We do. Well, um, thank you again. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Thank you thank for you. having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. This election year, there are a lot of candidates and bills on the ballot that will impact society at the local, state, and national levels for many years to come. Elections aren't just about who votes, but who doesn't vote. We here at Joyful Warrior Media want to urge every single one of you to vote in the midterm elections, in person or by mail. Just vote and don't stop there. Reach out to everyone you know to make sure they're registered and they've made a plan to cast their ballots because every vote will make a difference. You can register to vote. Check your voter registration status or request an absentee ballot by visiting your state secretary of state website. You can also visit whenweallvote.org or rockthevote.org. Do your part, participate in every election by exercising your right to vote.